0: With candle art to scar trolls and charge tolls to cross worlds your bandits are catacombs of giant doors. Protect the chest at stores and stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron. It's ore. a grand theft of milk scrolls, Simons Questler, toe and earl, rock the shoes to ever clue, Easter eggs and gaming news. The polders need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot. all shit and game it glitch control the shoes English
1: Control Issues. Yes, yes, y'all.
0: Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all.
1: Well, this is Control Issues. I am the
0: AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. Five stars. Uh, head on over to twitchtv pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure from time to time, and pop on over to Twitter. My Control Issues is the handle. Handle that AMC. How you living?
1: Living J Dub, living well. Um, yeah, gaming wise, things have been great. Dragon Ball Super wise, things have been awesome. Life wise, oh yeah,
0: I don't think you told me where you left off. Oh yeah, you did. You said with Roshi.
1: Yeah, Master Roshi was handling that business. <laughs> people, people forgot. <laughs> Everybody was under underestimating him because of his uh, his age. The his women, advanced age. The women were uh, underestimating him because of his horniness,
0: <laughs> his blatant weakness. <laughs>
1: And he's just proving everybody wrong.
0: The weakness that he conditioned out of his system, like so, they were looking at him like, "Oh, Roshi's up against the pretty girl. Yeah. It's all over." <laughs> and he whooped her ass. Yeah. Uh, all,
1: all thanks to poor locking himself in the room with him while mm-hmm. like, he worked out and got his kicks out. <laughs> Yeah, like I just,
0: I just need to get so used to it that yeah. it's normal.
1: <laughs> How about yourself, Adel? How you been? Oh,
0: been awesome. This is the first week where I haven't gone back to the house for some reason or another, and this is also one solid month since I moved out. So kudos to me. You know, just savoring the moment, savoring the circumstances, like really trying to get comfortable in my own skin in my own place and just appreciating where I've gotten in my life, you know, working hard, working out, losing weight. So, you know, a lot of personal accomplishments, slipping some gaming in, you know, getting on top of my daily routine. It's, it's good. It's, it's a new, it's like a new standard for me, but I'm acclimating to it well. So I'm, I'm happy about that.
1: Oh yeah, well you mentioned it, so A-Dub What have you been gaming?
0: <laughs> well I've been gaming some Neo oh, So yes. yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot i am um, I've noticed that I'm Not going to extend it very much Patience when it comes to trying to Figure out like how to beat bosses And how to approach things because uh, So I finally beat The Bat Boss, that took me about a half dozen tries, real easy to figure out. You know, I I figured out the timing of her moves, I figured out her tails, figured out what her combos look like. If she does the whole combo all the time or she breaks it up, what follows each different combo, knowing how close I could get, how many hits I could get in, when to dodge out, when to get my, my key pulse on to rebuild my stamina, which way I need to be circle strafing. So by the time I got to the last attempt, for the first half of her health, she didn't touch me. Like, was nothing, nothing was working. I was all over the place. I'm getting my slices in. She was rapidly going down. And then just I, I started getting a little sloppy. She started catching me a little bit on the way to, to her demise. She ended up making me use up all my elixirs. And once I used that last one, I was like, all right, this is it. It <laughs> just had to like Keep my heart from pounding too much. Breathe steadily. Just focus on what's going on on the screen. Like, okay, that, I know that. This is what I do. Bam, right there, out of the way. Swipe, swipe, move. Ah, she got me. Still in it, move. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, man, time truly slows down. And you really get focused on the moment when it's crunch time. Like, you have no saving grace. You have no crutch So yeah, ended up taking her down, felt real good about that. Opened up two new side missions as well as the next main mission. The side missions were ranked lower than the main mission. I'm thinking to myself, I could go to the new main mission and probably get higher level gear and, you know, be able to get more of my currency so that I can upgrade my character. You know, thinking ahead so that I can come back to those two side missions and have a significant advantage. Go to the new the new main mission. I get to the what ended up being the first boss in the game. It's like this giant lightning lion. I was like, okay, so went up to it, you know, being smooth, doing my thing, took me down in seconds, just immediately. It was like, oh, okay, so came back, went to it. And this time, you know, put some distance between me and him moving around. And I think that's what I should have done in order to figure it out myself, because I could have just watched the character from a distance or, you know, observe what they were doing when they closed distance. And I could have figured it out that way. Instead, I was like, fuck it. I went online, looked up how to beat that boss. It was like, oh, yeah, just stay in front of him, bait his uh, his forward electric attack, dodge to the left, get your free hits in. Once you break its stamina, uh, bring out the living weapon and just stun lock it until it falls. The
1: living weapon?
0: Yeah, the lip so what the living weapon is in the game you have uh you have a guardian spirit that you take in the, into a level with you and you get an assortment of them so you can pick them so that they have different stats and you have to you have to increase one of your character stats in order to unlock the certain bonuses that the guardian spirits give to the player. So I learned that after beating the first boss, uh, the second boss, the Batgirl. And I was like, oh man, this would have been helpful <laughs> beforehand. So paid a couple points, unlocked some extra key, got some extra key regeneration. So I'm not I'm spending less time in a state where I might have my guard broken and be open to a just free attack from the enemy, but got my guardian spirit. And what else they do is that when the meter, when the guardian spirit meter is full you press triangle and circle and you summon like the spirit version of your weapon, that's different according to the guardian spirit you have apparently. And like it, your health bar gets replaced by the guardian spirit bar. And you're immune to damage for as long as the living weapon is active. If you, The longer you take, like the more time that passes and any damage you take reduces the bar. So, okay. you, yeah, you still want to practice good habits, but at least you're not going to die while you have to live a weapon out. Plus, it, it does extra damage. You can just beat on the boss to your heart's content. So pull that out, beating on them, done. I was like, God damn! That was the easiest thing in the world. So that gave me a little insight into the way that the encounters are designed. Like they're they're absolutely punishing until you figure out the means to complete the fight, and then it's like as long as you execute the way that you're supposed to, it's ridiculously easy. So I'm pushing ahead. I don't know where I am. I'm like in some underground tomb kind of thing, and Tomb or a temple and that's Where I stopped I was just like it was like Four or five in the morning and I was just Like man, I can't keep can't keep Playing I'll reward myself with some Neo later today after I run my errands So that's where I stopped But AMC What did you play oh yes
1: Um this is gonna be a twofer For the AMC I mm. So uh as I mentioned I've been Playing Ori in the blind forest Ported to the switch on the mm. Xbox one Um, Yeah game is amazing Put in that work and I am happy To say that I put down that work Because I beat that work God damn Yeah, Ori was a shit Uh, The final sequence of the game was absolutely Insane it was tough We died multiple times I believe uh, I got to the end and died because I didn't know what to do.
0: Oh uh, wow! <laughs> it's like one of those ones where like
1: you're like running, like you're running and trying to survive, and like you're using all your platforming skills that you've learned throughout the entire game. Um, and then so I died, and then Marissa did it after that, and then she beat it. So Marissa technically beat the game. Um, hands down, one of our favorite girlfriend games. Uh, I'll say, um, absolutely the shit dope metroidvania highly recommend i believe Metroidvania's have been probably the best of the girlfriend games i'll say digging back to like guacamelee and other games that we played
0: well, they're among the best games that there are
1: yeah exactly
0: incredible design
1: yeah um and so yeah this one just right at right near the top of uh just all the games we played and then with that we were debating, so we beat it, and there's a ton of replayability in that game. We actually beat it without unlocking two abilities <laughs> within the world, so we could te- technically go back and get those abilities just to see where we would be at if we had those abilities towards the end of the game. Um, and so we were going to do that, but then we decided, nah, let's just go ahead, run the target, and pick up Super Mario 3D World. Plus, that
0: Went out, got
1: another game. Got another game with an additional game added onto it because it has that Bowser's Fury. Mm. Um, so yeah, we sat down, cracked it open, let it load, which didn't take too long, and then yeah, we started playing Super Mario 3D World. This game is absolutely amazing. If you don't, what you don't, if you don't know anything about it, it's a Wii U port. And as everybody knows, nobody got the Wii U. (laughs) And this was one of the main games that I wanted off of the Wii U. Like, the reason why I was even considering getting a Wii U was just to get this game, because I knew it was going to be a great co-op Mario experience and a different Mario experience as as far as those co-ops go. And... When they started porting all the other Wii U games over, I knew it was just a matter of time. And the bell finally rung for Super Mario 3D World, came out, I believe, last week. So then we picked it up, started playing it, and it's instantly a classic. I immediately text dub after our first run, and I was just like, yeah, this game is already right near the top of like Mario experiences. It's basically super mario like 64 in a way where it's like that overhead view and you can like it's not side it's not side scrolling but then it takes everything that you love about super mario world and super mario 3 and just puts that in the game and then you then throw on top of it the things you love in super mario 2 which is peach Peach is an optional character, and she can glide for a limited period of time. Um, I haven't played as Luigi, but I believe he does have that super jump that Luigi had in Super Mario 2, and that Doki Doki panic. Um,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, just everything you love about all those games, then blend it together in what seems to be already off to be one of the best Mario experiences that I've played so far. Um, so, well, yeah. at the outset... Yeah, exactly. We'll see how it goes. There's even like certain things. So what I do love about like the levels is there's three stars that you can get on any level, and they're they're basically you have to figure out they're hidden. Like the one of the first levels, there's a bunny. And if you played any Mario game, if there's a bunny, that means you need to catch that bunny. Mm-hmm. We caught the bunny, green star pops out of him. Then it becomes a thing where there's like angles and seeing where green stars are hidden on the map. And even if you look at the map on the overworld, the uh, map will spin, and you can look at that and see see the level and see where like green stars possibly might be hidden based on the little diorama of the of the uh, level you're about to jump into. What I also love is the overworld is very reminiscent of like Super Mario World, Super Mario 3, but you can free roam within it. You can't select any level. You still have to beat the level in order to you know, unlock later levels, but you can just walk around freely. You don't have to walk around on the, the set line from level to level. You can go off track, which means you can also find hidden levels within the overworld. Um, so you can scout yeah, exactly. Um, it's uh, yeah. It's like so far we we've only gotten two of the I guess suits so far, which is the flower, which is in every Mario, and then we immediately got that new suit, which is that cat daddy suit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if you played Mario three, you need to get the leaf to get the ra- the the raccoon suit. In this one, That's you got to get that Tanuki. You got to get the bell to get the cat suit. And the cat's awesome. <laughs> the cat has the ability to run up walls. Uh, it also has like an attack, like an air attack and a ground attack. Um, and it can run super fast and all these other things. Um, it's pretty cool. And it seems like every suit ha- comes with its own move set, which is awesome. Uh, I know that the Tanuki suit, I believe is later in the game and hopefully there'll be plenty of other suits to also try out. Um, yeah, this is hands down one of the the best like marissa and i were just like going nuts like just playing the first three levels um it also has like the mini bosses within the uh within like each world stage um so we had to fight the uh the football dude <laughs> uh, from fight. uh
0: from super mario world
1: uh, i believe I, I he might have been in super mario world i don't remember which one he was introduced he's, in.
0: he's running the ball <laughs>
1: Exactly, but yeah, he's been in multiple like Mario games. Yeah, and he was like one of the first uh, mini bosses you go up against. Uh, they also have like the mini games as well, so you can go and and, and get your gambling on in a, in a Toad house. <laughs> yes, uh,
0: it has everything. Autumn coins making it rain at the at the Toadstool Strip Club. Yeah,
1: exactly. You make it rain with them dollars, with them silver dollars. Uh, yeah, this game is absolutely incredible. Only played about four stages within the first world so there's plenty more to unlock and to reveal but so far it's just everything that i wanted to wanted out of that game and so yeah i can't wait to tell you more as the weeks go on but a dub let's get into the topics of the week topics of the week a lot of
0: topics of the week
1: so much news what you
0: got i i gotta tell this shit I got little hits. I got big hits. Let's just jump into some of the festivities because there were some festivals. Namely, BlizzCon. Yes. Is this Uh, a joke? uh, (laughs)
1: It's February, though. It's not April. (laughs) It's still a joke. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, mercy. Yeah, a lot going on. So I'll just jump right into one of the biggest items that was revealed at BlizzCon. Diablo 4 New character class What? We got the rogue
1: <laughs> what? Oh, We got the traditional D&D yeah. class
0: <laughs> Yes yeah, So they showed off the rogue today It had, well not today But they showed off the rogue at BlizzCon And it has What appears to be a blend Of the demon hunter And like the assassin classes uh, It was introduced with a pretty lengthy cinematic of the rogue speaking of what looks like a preacher, just talking that shit they got beef Keeping they have a, ears yeah, they have a sort of relationship. She's pulling out ears, laying them on the pew. he's taking the ears, putting them amongst his collection, <laughs> so
1: still got the hoop in it
0: <laughs> still got the hoop in it. so then I imagine now knowing what we know about the rogue class. I think I understand that scene a bit more and we'll get into that. But after the trailer, then we get into some rogue gameplay. And I gotta say, I was very pleased with everything I saw. So as soon as the gameplay opens up, the rogue does a dashing dual dagger like swipe through an enemy, cuts him off at the legs, takes him down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see a a lot of heavy action with the bow and arrow. They're using all kinds of arrow skills akin to what the demon hunter would utilize in Diablo 3. However, all the movements and actions by the rogue look much more deliberate and devastating whenever they occur. It looks like you have excellent ability to control the battlefield, do a lot of area of effect damage, do elemental damage. Um, Let me just run down some details. About this class So Blizzard likened the Rogue To a choose your own dexterity class In that you can mold them However you want To fit your playstyle You can go old school Diablo 1 style And double down on the bow and arrow However you can also tailor the class To other ranged weapons Or also melee weapons Players that are looking for range Are going to be happy And they're probably going to be surprised At how the other versions of the Rogue Are going to surprise Little redundancy there, but I get your point. <laughs> uh, the rogue also has a specialization system, uh, which is not unlike the guild quest of Sky- of uh, oblivion. So, if you're going to choose to work with the different rogue groups doing special quests, you'll unlock unique combat styles that you know are characteristic of that group. You can only have one at a time, and yeah, that's just one of the additional specialization systems that is coming with Diablo 4. As you know, like the, the, the sorceress has the enchantment system. I believe the barbarian has the arsenal. I need to go check out some info and see what kind of specialization system the Druid class has. But each character has this additional layer of customizability that will just take your builds further in a direction away from anything else than any other character class might come close to. AMC, how did you feel when you saw footage of the rogue in action?
1: Yeah. Um, one, just another great character, another potential character. Uh, we had discussed, like, who... Who we're leaning towards, who who we want to hop into when we first play the game, and really start to like break down that character and their skills. I'm still leaning towards druid, but yeah, that uh, the rogue is just right there as far as like other characters I want to play as, especially the uh, the fact that you it's choose your choose your style. I love that you can go uh, distance or melee, which is it's usually usually it's either or. It's never one is never um an option for just one class to go in between the two so knowing that i want to see what my options are for melee as far as melee weapons and then also just to see what maybe some of the more distant stuff is the bow and arrow already looks awesome i really enjoy seeing a lot of the movement like seeing that seeing the character the rogue like backdash while firing off arrows so it's like yes. a lot of like running and then getting your shot off and uh, avoiding like contact or at least avoiding attacks so it's um almost like i guess contributing to the idea that this game isn't a simple button musher muncher muncher button masher and because of that like it i'm seeing that um they're really thinking gameplay a lot more and not just builds and skills like it's how can we also then take all that and then the character can then move around the world and encounter enemies how they decide to choose which is uh, a completely another a different level to diablo and it seems like with the specializations i'm, I'm really liking that because for me i love like Having multiple classes, but then being able to get very specific with those classes and seeing that you can join different, I guess, factions, which you're describing, or different camps and mm-hmm. learn a different, I guess, fighting style through that. Um, that just adds a whole another layer to every class, I feel.
0: And I will 100% be specking toward a bow and arrow rogue. Because in fantasy games, I feel like the ranger is the most sorely underrepresented class that there is. So with an option for specking a character toward a bow and arrow build, I'm going to take advantage of that significantly. looking forward to just that gorgeous skill tree that they've already unveiled. And hopefully we can get ourselves maybe one or two more classes for launch. Because right now, I believe we're sitting at four. So we can get one more, get the five, maybe six at launch. That would be tremendous. That would already have an egregious amount of replay value built into it at the outset. So, you know, people are speculating Paladin. I'm hearing a lot of Amazon talk.
1: A lot of Diablo two talk, apparently. <laughs> a lot of, Di- a lot
0: of- <laughs> speaking of Diablo two, we'll get yeah. to our next topic of the
1: week. Top topic of the Top week. Of the week.
0: Diablo two remaster resurrected <laughs> yeah. Yes, you heard right. All the all the complaining, all the whining and crying online has finally fallen upon healthy ears. Blizzard has heard your cries and they're responding by remastering Diablo 2 for a multi-platform.
1: What? Well, uh, not not just for my power PC?
0: For last gen and current gen, I'm talking PS4, Xbox One, PS5, Xbox Series, XS, PC, and Switch. Oh, shit. Yes. So, Gordon I.G.N., Diablo II Resurrected has a modern 3D layer on top that features particle-based rendering, dynamic lighting, and where appropriate, upgraded visuals and sound. On PC, PS5, and Series X, the remaster will run at 4K60. PC will also support ultra-wide monitors and gamepads. On the Xbox One and PS4, along with the Nintendo Switch, it'll run at lower resolutions. Cross-progression will be supported on any platform that chooses to enable it, according to Blizzard. But, underneath all of that, the game is still running... At its original eight hundred by six hundred resolution, and based on the reveal information, you will be able to press a button to switch back and forth between the old school and the remastered graphics as you please. AMC, tell them how you feel about it.
1: Yeah, that is a big one. Um, yeah, we there. I believe it was there that. Blizzard, Activision, Activision Blizzard earnings call the pre- other week um, where they basically laid out that we would not be seeing Diablo 4 this year or Overwatch mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, it wasn't necessarily upset people, but it was a bit of a letdown. It's like, ah, oh, damn, we're not getting Diablo 4. That's all right. Uh, whenever you're ready, get that game to us. That's and hilarious. I do like the idea that we now have a game in between to kind of fill in that time until we get Diablo 4. And if you're going to fill it in with a great game, why not give it give them the greatest of games and that's Diablo 2. Um, I love this. Uh, I, I put in a shit ton of hours into Diablo 2 when it first came out, um, I believe it said 20 years ago. So yeah, it was like right around okay. just entering college for me. Um, and I remember just like not going to class or showing up just tired as shit because I didn't fall asleep <laughs> the, the previous night. And that game was great, and it still had its flaws. Only in that flaws being, I didn't have the greatest connection. I didn't have the strongest laptop because that laptop was only for doing school work, <laughs> and I managed to make that thing run Diablo two. And so, uh, because of that, there was a ton of lag, which means I missed out on a lot of items because it wasn't a there wasn't the shared item bullshit that we get. Well, not bullshit because I love it, but you know, the shared item stuff that we get now, it was everything starts falling out of blau, and you better start, or bail, I should say, and you better start grabbing that shit. Um, and so I remember just being really annoyed because I'd always miss out on legendaries, because it's basically whoever had the best connection got to the item faster if you were playing multiplayer. Uh, with this, knowing that it's running on a console, which means it'll be optimized for those consoles, uh, especially for next-gen running even smoother, um, it'll be an even better experience, because I won't be having to worry about lag and all that bullshit i'll be able to just to enjoy diablo 2 for what it is and that's an awesome game the reason why i want to play druid is in diablo 4 is because of my love for the druid in diablo 2 i love that bear that werebear and that werewolf and then having the the animal summons he was my he was the shit um yeah it's it has the dope classes. It has the assassin, which had the traps and all that good stuff. And then one of my other favorite classes that being the paladin, being able to get that, that smite being able to shield bash fools and stun them setting up the aura around my body and making my <laughs> teammates run faster and attack faster. Just everything about the paladin was absolutely awesome because you were looking at all the shield stats as well, because the shield was a weapon in itself and, um, and so yeah, there are a lot of things that I loved about Diablo two um, that I'll be happy to revisit. You know, uh, playing Diablo three I thought might have ruined any experience of going back to Diablo two, but the more I thought about it, it's they're very different and that's in a good way, like Diablo 3 is Diablo 3 and Diablo 2 is Diablo 2. And so um, being able to go back and just revisit that to play in between until Diablo 4 comes out, I think it's absolutely awesome. How about yourself, Ado?
0: Now, speaking of coming in between, specifically, Diablo 2 Resurrected is launching later this year in 2021. So as we wait for new Diablo, we're going to have classic Diablo tie us over for however long that may take. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I wasn't able to put a lot of time into Diablo 2 when I had it like some 15 or so a lifetime ago. I managed to get it to run on my little $200 e-machines PC tower I got for fucking fries. <laughs> I I had an e-machine at one point. (laughs) Bought a video card and just plugged it in. Everything worked. It was like, ah. (laughs) So, yeah, managed to get that. Played it for about an hour. It was long before I ever really got into into dungeon crawlers, looters like this. So a lot of it was over my head. Uh, I played it to the point that I got to the butcher, beat him, and was like, huh, this is pretty cool. I should probably play more of this. And then I did So, uh, I ended up wanting to come back to it sometime later. I bought a, I bought a boxed like Diablo collection that had the first two games for PC and all the content uh, and a strategy guide. Uh, Didn't have a PC to run any of that through it all way, and now, at long last, not only do I finally get to play Diablo two, but I'm in a position where after about a thousand hours in Diablo 3, I can fully appreciate it and get the most out of it. It'll be in its finest form. it'll have quality of life improvements. I'll be able to play with a gamepad, be able to play it on my on my preferred platform ecosystem. So it, it's perfect. Uh, this is an instant day one. I'm extremely excited for this and this will definitely ease the weight. For Diablo 4. Oh, man. Let's get into our next topic of the week. Top topic of the week? What you got for us, AMC? Oh,
1: yes. Well, you mentioned BlizzCon. We had another event, A a surprise event. That being Nintendo was back on the scene with another direct
0: not another one
1: of the 2021s oh yeah we needed a 2020 it had been a minute and um actually that was one of the first things they led off with in the direct was that it's been a while um even i believe that there was a uh there's a disclaimer right when the the video started where it was basically just saying just note that these dates um due to covid are not like set in place there's a possibility that shit might get delayed because this is the new normal until you know we get things back on track um and so yeah they they left
0: it up there for a minute too yeah
1: before people were like oh you promised you gave me a date (laughs) (laughs) i I already pre-ordered it um yeah and it it makes total sense and yeah they said they didn't have they had been a while since they had had a direct because you know they probably had to like you know get these dates down, get some gameplay, all that good stuff together.
0: Figure out how they're going to fill it.
1: Yeah, you got to get all the uh, the studios together, get some third-party people in there, because there were some third-party announcements, you know. Um, So, yeah, but ended up they got it, and it ended up being a banger. And so they led off with a dub, the introduction of a new Smash character. We're gonna yes, follow, but...
0: they did.
1: Yes, this is- A um... Smash
0: character that's like three Smash, Smash. characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, for, for you fans of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, in case you were wondering what happened to Pyra and Mithra, well, she's now in Smash Brothers as a two-in-one yes. fighter you got your power and your speed uh one character has a fire sword attack which Mm. seems to be damaging and then the other one has has the speed attack where they can they can basically shadow step on your ass (laughs) yeah Uh, shadow step was everything yeah i would just go i would just
0: go to mithra immediately (laughs) Yeah,
1: <laughs> shout out Stephen, everybody. Shout out step on that ass. Um, yeah, this will this new character will be coming in March, so you can look forward to that. Um, uh, for for you guys, for you fans of the Devolver Digital darling, they announced that Fall Guys will be coming to the Nintendo Switch in twenty twenty one, the summer yes. of
0: yeah, uh, wacky as ever. Yeah.
1: Um, then we got a, a Star Wars announcement, this being Star Wars Hunters. It was only a, a cinematic trailer, so we know very little about the game. This is what I pulled from IGN. Star Wars Hunters is a new free-to-play squad-based online multiplayer game by Zynga that is set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, and is headed to the Switch in 2021. So, Free-to-play Star Wars game. I know all you motherfuckers are like, we need, we need things that Come from Star Wars that aren't made by EA, and it looks like you got your free to play Star Wars yeah, game now. Here you
0: go, here you go. <laughs> it started. This is just the beginning, baby. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, love it. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> love about is it, free to play. So now, now, now you can't complain. Um, then there's also Legends of Mana that will be coming June 24th.
0: That this looks is- pretty good.
1: Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. I I just put it on this list because the game looked awesome. You have to check out the trailer for yourself to see why it's awesome. I won't get into details, but yeah, it looks great. Uh, this one is near and dear to A-Dub's heart because he loved the PlayStation version of this game, this being Monster Hunter
0: Rise. Um,
1: what did you Which think, looks, A-Dub, of this trailer?
0: It looks phenomenal. <laughs> they somehow... <laughs> They somehow got that Monster Hunter magic translated to the Nintendo Switch, and that is awesome. Uh, tons of monsters I've never seen before. It still has the same beautiful animations, the, the tense combat, the, the different combat styles associated with each of the weapons. Looks like you got some pretty large levels to explore within in order to track down these monsters and whoop that ass. So it looks... It's Monster Hunter. Like ever since they made World, I think they've really dialed into what the modern Monster Hunter formula is, and they're staying consistent. So this looks like an awesome addition to the Monster Hunter franchise. I mean, I know I'm just a Monster Hunter newbie. I'm trying to get AMC on the train as well, but I I feel like I feel like I'm I'm on the right side of history here and being excited for Monster Hunter
1: Rise. I believe there's like at one point there is. One of the characters was able to ride a monster. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that was really awesome. Uh, yeah, like you can you can get on their backs and, and hit them in the back while they're trying to <laughs> while they're trying to fuck you up. That was in World, so I don't know. Maybe. Oh, that one character who actually took control of the monster.
1: Yeah, yeah. And was making it fight other monsters. It was like
0: <laughs> King Kong fighting Godzilla. It was amazing. <laughs> it's like, you listen to me now. And it's not really listening. She's got cables on its on its appendages. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if forcefully controlling your emotions is the equivalent of listening, yeah, King Kong was listening to you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, so yeah, if you're looking forward to that, that will be released March 26, 2021,
0: 2020.
1: uh, so not not far from now, and um, they also announced with Monster Hunter Rise, they will also be releasing a Nintendo Switch Monster, Hun- Monster Hunter uh, console with a Pro Controller, that's Monster Hunter Monst- themed.
0: Monster Hunkster.
1: Monster Hunkster Bowl. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, it's, it's a swole dude with a demon dick. I'm yeah. <laughs> riding that monster. Um, let's monster see. hunkster. <laughs> that's, bad, the, monster. that's the spiritual successor to Dream Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: let's see. The next game we got oh, we got a new Mario game, a dub. This one being Mario Golf Super Rush. Oh. Mm-hmm. Another installment in the Mario Golf series. Uh, let's see. Um, Mario Golf Super Rush will be released on Nintendo Switch June 25th, 2021. This new game, this new Mario game features a speed golf multiplayer mode. Um, we'll get into that. that was basically, we were discussing it in the uh, pre-show. It's basically um, a multiplayer style Fast play where it's not playing best ball, it's who can get to the hole first. And so you hit your ball and then you're running to your ball. And <laughs> the same with all the other players. And there's little power ups to run faster, to fuck up other people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's kind of like battle mode with. Uh, Mar- mixed into mario golf it's a it's a good hybrid i'll say
0: (laughs) yeah i'm very enamored by the idea of everyone's turns being active and everyone hitting their balls at the same time to try to not to get the fewest amount of strokes but to get to the hole first yeah I, i i feel like that would have a future just in in real sports (laughs) <laughs> Can you imagine Tiger Woods playing golf for time? Oh,
1: yeah, like they're just racing down the course. Punching
0: somebody. Yeah. Punching VJ Singh in the gut.
1: Tripping him up with, your, with your golf clubs. Yeah.
0: Throw a nine iron in his legs like a bolo. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, awesome, man. Like, uh, su- the Super Mario franchise, when paired with sports or. You know, any kind of sports, be it from racing to tennis to, vo- wasn't there like Olympics? Pre- episode, <laughs> soccer, <Yeah>. boxing, <laughs> yeah, Foxy Box. Or was that just Wii Sports Resort? But uh, well, they just, had what,
1: they had Olympics where it had a bunch of different events. I think and boxing was awesome, in there.
0: It's like, you know, the sports themselves are already solid games. So when you layer that on top with Mario and power ups and just the unique quirks that come along with the Mushroom Kingdom universe, it takes those sports to a whole nother level i think that nintendo has a bright future in drilling down into sports franchises for the mario ips like where's where's mario basketball where's mario football like, oh yeah seriously have yeah. we gotten like a mario hockey yet
1: yeah mario basketball would be pretty dope like you get the mushroom you're like you're shack now <laughs>
0: Your point guard becomes a center.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you get the flower. You're literally on fire <laughs> as you're shooting the ball.
0: <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and then you get the star. You can just drive in the paint, no consequences.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just get off me. <laughs> you're
0: backing them down. <laughs> and then yeah, you could you could do the butt smash on somebody in the paint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get around the charge.
1: And then you have like your you could just even put in those character traits like luigi has like a higher jump bowser is a, a little bit stronger uh mario is the best all around peach can like float so she can like dunk from the from the free throw line like that jordan style <laughs> the
0: the basket can be a pipe
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> like you could you could land in the basket and come out the opponent's basket and like shoot in midair for extra points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man, yeah. yeah I mean, we could
0: we could make a barrio basketball game on paper right now. Yeah. Yeah. You get the you get the man. Tanuki suit and you could dunk from half court.
1: Yeah, you can float. You can trip people up with your tail.
0: Oh my god, you could turn into the statue in the paint, and you and you stop the offense. Yeah,
1: it's like instead of yeah, that's how you take charges. You turn into the statue. Damn, (laughs) Throw a hammer at somebody.
0: Mario basketball. Yeah, when they whenever somebody takes a shot, you can throw a hammer at the ball, and knock it away. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they could definitely do some dumb stuff. Mario
0: <laughs> basketball, I'm telling you. Make Mario football. Oh man, Bowser is a sin. Yeah. <laughs> <The> linebacker.
1: <laughs> the linebacker. You got Donkey Kong in there. Yeah. Um, let's see yeah.
0: where else I got. <laughs> you got Toad playing, playing defensive end.
1: Toad on defensive
0: end. Sneaking yeah, middle over. middle linebacker Donkey Kong, and like Bowsette fucking quarterback. Well, yeah. Mario would be the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> Luigi free safety. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> just cleaning them up.
1: Yo- Yoshi could be the uh, running back. <laughs> Hop on his back.
0: <laughs> right, you could have all the Mushroom Kingdom stars playing the various like important positions, and then you could fill out the the lines with those those football characters from Super Mario World and Super Mario Three D World. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's
1: see. Um, so Mario Golf will also have motion controls so you can break out your Joy-Con and simulate swing a golf club. And it, it will also have a story mode, so you can walk around and talk to all the Mario NPCs as you build up your I believe it was amiibo, not amiibo, uh a me character um as you play through the story mode. So you can have fun yeah. with that as well. <laughs> Um, speaking of Mario, there there is also a Mario Super Mario Animal Crossing crossover going yes, on as well, and
0: it looks adorable.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the uh, yeah the breakout star uh, Animal Crossing, I believe, having already sold around thirty million units, uh, being the fastest selling Switch title, Animal Crossing New Horizons will be getting a Super Mario themed. Items and costumes on February 25th, 2021. These items include coins, thwomps, various blocks, mushrooms, warp warp pipes that let you travel between parts of your island. That shit was hot when I saw that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you've already set up your world, you can set up a pipe as a dimension in the basketball or Mario game that needs to be made, and you can go to the other side of the map, so no longer need to travel by foot. You can just hop in a pipe and get there.
0: You can um, hop in a pipe.
1: Happen to yeah and then yeah we saw all the mario themes we saw your character can also just be mario like in the mario suit
0: what <laughs> a mustache <laughs> yeah how many marios you think are going to be running around simultaneously in a given an animal crossing session
1: Ah, oh, so many Mario's! It just any, anytime people want to set up, like, "Hey, come to my Mushroom Kingdom that I built." You help hop in there, jump like Mario. You could be Luigi, run around. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: it, it, is there any customization with your Mario? Can you change Mario's colors, facial expressions? That part I didn't see in
1: it. Maybe they'll have that. I know that. I mean, they had the the mush the mustache and all that good stuff. So yeah, maybe you can like. You know, mix and match because they seem to be pretty custom customization friendly when it comes to the other aspects of animal crossing. So I imagine there might be some of that, but, you know, Nintendo's also very um, they're very particular with how their properties are used. <laughs> and so who knows like how, how crazy you can, how wacky you can get with it, but it seems like you can at least have um, you have your options when it comes to building out the world. Uh Speaking of, yeah, like it was um, something that I loved in Super Mario Run, which I felt could have given the game legs. Is it had a kingdom builder, but it was very stripped down. Um, There wasn't a lot you can do. You could just unlock things, assets, I guess, and put them in the world. But even then, there are only like certain places you can put them, and it was very limited to what you can place in those areas. So. And you really couldn't do much within that kingdom world as far as like having characters there or just roaming around. It was just more for decorative purposes and less uh, interaction. And what I love about this is, this is what I always wanted from Super Mario Run. It's They've now taken the world of Animal Crossing and given you Mario assets to then throw into that world. So um, I imagine people will be super creative with what they can do. They've already just gone all out with, the um, Animal Crossing assets that have been made available so far. Um, and now having this, I guess, Mario Kingdom builder in there, uh, I want to see what people will be able to run away with and, you know, just let their imaginations run wild.
0: Likewise. It's, I mean, I'm probably never going to play it myself, but I do like the general aesthetic and just the way it's being handled. So I'm looking forward to seeing people's original designs. If you've got anything you want us to see, add my control issues on Twitter you can also yes. do your damn thing without recognition. <laughs> but yeah, so that's awesome. Let's get to our next topic of the week.
1: Top topic of the... Wait, are we done with the Nintendo Direct? Are we? No, because we got other games. <laughs> God damn! And we got uh, another announcer. We got Project Triangle Strategy.
0: Oh, damn. How could I forget about that one? Yeah, That's the, the, the- only one that like really knocked my socks off.
1: Yeah, so this is the follow-up to the hit, the AMC hit, the, the control <laughs> the control issues, classic Octopath Traveler, this being Project Triangle Strategy. So this will be coming in twenty twenty two. Oh, this one um this one got me. So let me just run down the breakdown on IGN that I pulled. Players will collect a group of heroes and engage in tactical battles. That that's very important important uh on multi-layered levels players can take advantage of height differences to pressure enemies into follow-up attacks and elemental hazards over on the rpg side of things players will make narrative decisions that alter their conviction based on utility morality and liberty and changing how the story progresses so what did you think when you saw this game a
0: first of all the moment i saw the visuals i was like yes <laughs> whatever take my money Whatever you want. <laughs> uh yeah, but once it was, you know, from like a spiritual spiritual successor to Octopath Traveler, Tactical. Oh man. Once I saw that, it was like, Yes, great. Another tactics game. Outstanding. This is this is in that octopath style, that Octopath universe. Then when I saw the combat itself, it was like, Holy shit, they are really doing the tactics. Even during the gameplay the gameplay section that they were showcasing in the trailer they were showing off some of the the combinations and the ways you can manipulate the environment and just going by that small little cross section like i believe there was there were some tiles that were burnings so they were like okay you can cast your ice spell and that'll combine with the fire and make water then you can hit the water with your lightning and electrocute all the enemies in it so they're doing interesting Things with the environment, with the elements, in ways that you can influence the terrain to your benefit. This is very similar to the divinity original sin one and two. If you're really cognizant of the battlefield and what you're able to do with it, you will be far more successful than if you went in trying to thug it out with brute force. Uh, this, it, I mean, it's outstanding. You got the the 16 bit sprites you got the 2.5d hd world you got the the modern visu- visual flourishes and particle effects you got the top notch voice acting you got the dialogue choices you have the you have a story that is influenced by your decisions and how you balance the three different you know mindsets that you have to balance throughout the game in order to win over people's trust and loyalty for your cause it's 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 outstanding man. it's it makes it very hard to not go on having a switch especially once the time comes for when the game is going to be out i'm absolutely want this and this might be like one of the final straws in the i gotta get a switch now (laughs) situation
1: yeah Yeah. this was like anytime you've asked me i've always been like kind of like You'll get the switch when you're ready to get the switch, but this was the one where I was like, damn, <laughs> like, like, A might have to get a switch to, to play this game, to and play like,
0: that game, to play Octopath, to play the Ori's, to play Fire Emblem, to play, play my friend Pedro, to play Hades, to play, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, like, it's to play uh, Silk Song. Yeah. If you, the more you dig into the Switch library, the more you're going to find that you feel you just can't live without it. Nintendo has done an outstanding job with their third-party relations, and just putting unique and compelling software on their system. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, one of the uh, one of the things I liked in the uh, also in the combat that I saw was the. The the follow-up attacks So really taking advantage of the tactical turn base In that If you have a guy Basically like the pincer attack Where one's in front, one's in the back if one guy attacks, then the other guy will also do a follow-up attack from behind. And, and then they also combine that with the idea that people have different moves that can manipulate um, other characters as far as like pushing them, like forward t- forward on tiles, like to the other side of the map. And then so if you hit a character, if you use like a special ability that pushes a character a couple of tiles over, you can push him into one of your characters who will then do a follow-up attack and then hit them. <laughs> so, so there's there's attacks that you can set up where, depending on the position of your guys, you can really control like the, uh, like uh, the map and how how the the enemies like are I guess how you encounter them. So there's just just a lot of things there that. I've seen in other games, and then there's things that like, holy shit, but then this game didn't have this, and now they've added this in there. So it's like... And now that's
0: a thing that's going to be happening in tactics games going forward.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, Um, because there was always in tactics games the ability to push an enemy over a square, two squares, and if you manage if you manage your positioning right, you could push an enemy over to one of your characters and then when their turn comes, they have that hit there before they have to make any moves. So you're saving your action points every turn by doing that. But with Octopath, you're taking it a step further by attaching an automatic attack if you push an enemy over to another character or if you just simply attack, a character, attack an enemy while it's next to another character. So they're, they're making it so that attacks of opportunity are just things that are initiated by proximity rather than like in a divinity where some characters would have the trait that would enable them to execute an attack of opportunity, which would only happen if the enemy is trying to move away from you while it was already adjacent to you. So I like that it, it's a more approachable mechanic and it, it adds a... A different layer of strategy.
1: Yeah, the other thing I would say too, what I loved about this announcement and then seeing the gameplay was that after I played Octopath, you know, I love absolutely love that game. But uh, as I mentioned on the show, that final boss battle, that whole sequence was just on some just ridiculously punishing bullshit where you have to fight all the previous bosses and then you get to that final boss and it's just difficult as shit. Um, but I, I went through that, I put it in the hours, grinded it out, and then I took them out and. The way I left that game, absolutely loved it. But if they released basically that same game again, it, I would need like a longer break before hopping back into that world. But the moment that they decided, let's go tactics, I was like, oh shit, so it's not the same game. But I can expect everything I love as far as presentation and just care of RPG systems um, with this one. And so it's fresh enough where I definitely have to hop into this game. And the other thing I love about this is that they decided to go a different route as opposed to, you know, the... Uh, the more traditional turn-based, they decided to go tactical turn-based, which opens up the opportunity that, like, after this game, maybe they go, you know, like um, Chrono Trigger style or any other, like, RPG system style of combat that is different from the typical turn-based or even tactical turn-based. Um, and so, with that, it just opens up the possibility of other, I guess, Super Nintendo RPGs that had different systems that they can then resurface in their as they call it, HD 2D experience. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, I love that they're going this route as opposed to you know sticking to what was successful in the first game and just doing that again. Um, you know, I'll do some quick hits also with the uh, Nintendo Direct. Um, they also announced a Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, which will include Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Ninja Gaiden Sigma Two, and Ninja Gaiden Three: Razor's Edge. They also announced All dope
0: games. Uh, yeah,
1: all dope games, all hard games, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, so get your nerves right.
1: Yeah, that will be coming June 10th, 2021. They also announced that they will be putting out Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, HD. Ooh. Um yeah, this one they a lot of the trailer had to, a lot of the discussion had to was centered around the fact that the uh, original Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword came out on the Wii. And because of that, it was heavily reliant on the motion controls. And so they were like, yes, you can still play the game as it was, as as intended with the Joy-Cons, using those as motion controls. But then they took the time to adapt the game to also being able to play on just a regular, you know, um, pro controller and that being that they decided to take the second stick and use that as the sword swing so if you push up you're swinging up you push sideways you're swinging sideways and so on so you still get that skyward sword feel from the motion controls but you don't have to play motion control style and last but not oh and that will be coming out july 16
0: 2021 all these dates. Uh,
1: Yes. And then the uh, the last announcement, uh, this one will be quakes, Platoon three has also been announced. This will be coming in twenty twenty-two. Um, all they really showed was um there's a new bow weapon and some further customization options, but more to see with that game. And that's all I got for the Nintendo Corner A Dub. What do you like?
0: I got just I got just one more item from BlizzCon Oh yes, what you got? The Blizzard Arcade Collection has been announced. What? Now it's not the most robust collection, but it includes the titles The Lost Vikings, what? Rock and Roll Racing, yes. and Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, the collection provides the classic games in both their original editions and newly enhanced definitive editions. Definitive. The original editions of all three provide the games as they were when they were first published, but they do include a few modern tweaks, such as custom key mapping and the ability to rewind 10 seconds. The Last Vikings and Blackthorn have a watch mode that allows you to watch the game being played and then take control at any point. That is interesting. Uh, you can also save progress anywhere in these original editions. Changes added for the definitive editions vary for each game. The Lost Vikings was originally released on various consoles, each with differences, so the Definitive Edition collates all these versions together to produce the best version of the game. It means extra stages, cutscenes, and support for three local co-op players. For Blackthorn, a fog of war map that uncovers its players' the levels has been added. For Rock and Roll Racing's Definitive Edition, there are environmental effects like snow and rain and it has support for four players instead of just two in local uh, racetrack count is around 384 variations. The whole game can be played in 16 by 9. This is coming by way of IGN, Matt Perslow. Thank you for the write-up. So, get you with another quick hit. A- an unrelated quick hit, couple of them. Metro Exodus, it's getting the next gen enhanced edition. It's been announced for PS5, Xbox Series X, and the PC. A dub, played and completed, Metro Exodus. It's an outstanding game. Highly recommend it. Gets my stamp of approval. It has the most just it has the most convincing heads-up display in a game. So there's really no on-screen elements whatsoever. Everything that you need to see or know is visible on the character in some way. So it's a first-person shooter you have on a gas mask and you know, you bring up your wrist, it has all your, your meters and the time. You can bring up your weapon and look at your look at your weapon and shit. <laughs> look at your upgrades. I, I, see, I, um, I have an undying love for their their upgrade system for weapons because it's it's very visual. You see them like, putting the parts on, switching them off. That's good stuff, man. So, highly recommend Metro Exodus. It's an outstanding game. AMC. Get it together, dude. <laughs> Another quick hit No Man's Sky new free update. You can companions, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So you can adopt alien pets, you can breed them, you can tame them, you can even speak to alien NPCs that they encounter. So, you know, let's see what he The campaign update launches today, so it's already out. Uh, no Man's Sky is long been known for the inimitable alien creatures that inhabit against procedural planets. With this update will let players interact with them on a deeper level. <laughs> Explorers can adopt creatures as sidekicks for their interstellar adventures, and the tame beasts can be trained to scan for resources, mark out hazards, provide light, I'm guessing bioluminescence, hunt dangerous fauna, find settlements. Excavate buried treasure or even mine for materials with their own shoulder mounted mining lasers. (laughs) Mm. Damn, this is crazy. A wide range of customizable accessories and decals will be made available so players can create a stylish companion. Hello Games notes that no two creatures are alike and that the personality of the new companions will be defined by their species and ecosystems. I mean, just another example of Hello Games' hard work making their baby the best baby it can be, you know, raising it, guiding it, shaping it, leading it through its adolescence into adulthood, and then eventually they just might let go of the training wheels and let that kid ride off into the sunset. But until then, we're going to keep getting these free updates. They're putting their heart and soul into it. The least you can do is give it a fair chance. Try to enjoy it for what it is. And then, my last topic of the Top topic of the week. This is this one's a little, little off topic game. See, it's about a book. Somebody's writing a book getting published. No, we got we got we got a uh,
1: reading, we got a dub's reading. Book of the month.
0: <laughs> reading material required, reading syllabus so that you're acquainted and adapted to the curriculum that'll be necessary going forward if you want to be a good enough gamer to enjoy the increasingly better games that we'll be receiving as this generation rolls on. We got our man, Hideo Kojima, writing a book about his creative process. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, so as the headline says from Joseph Nuke, IGN, Hideo Kojima, creator of Metal Gear Solid, Death Stranding, noted cinephile, is writing a book. The book will be published by Biz Media and is titled The Creative Gene. It's due out in fall 2021. A-Dub will be getting this book day one, won't be reading it day one, but will definitely raise it up in the queue. I want to know what's going on inside of the mind of Hideo Kojima. I want to know how he puts his ideas together, organizes them, builds them into a a finished product. It's, It's an opportunity to get insight into the minds of one of the most creative developers of our day. I mean, I saw somebody on the comment section say something to the degree of, the earth is 4 billion years old and you're lucky enough to live at the same time as Hideo Kojima. So, Aren't we all? Yes. Yeah. So I'm not going to take that for granted. I'm looking forward to this. AMC, how do you feel about this book? Oh, I think it's awesome. Any
1: any opportunity to jump in the mind of one of the greatest auteurs <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> um, Yeah, he's, um, he's part genius, part nutball and that's why i love odeo kojima because it's how can you put so much realism in a game that's very serious and then out of nowhere it's like like snakes like back hurts because he's an old man yeah. <laughs> <Carl>. <laughs> like just like sorry, like uh, i'll be riding a horse and it just poops. like he, he he does like he's he has a way of um balancing like these very serious topics with just Utter wackiness, which is great, like throwing like a rocket punch with the, uh, was it the the million dollar man like sound effects?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that Chevy Chase, Caddyshack. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: yeah. So like he he's just absolutely um, he's an absolute genius when it comes to video games and. Love him or hate him, that is kind of the purpose. You don't you don't put things out for people to be indifferent about. You want you put things out for people to have an opinion on. And he is definitely one of those people that does not give a fuck about your opinion. He just wants you to have one when you play his games. Absolutely. And so he puts out things that are very unique, and you can't fault him for that. Absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people <laughs> don't. <love it. laughs> Quite a few people don't love it. In fact, quite a few people hate it. (laughs) So we got our troll of the week. Troll Troll of the week. week. Troll of the week. week. Troll of the week. They're coming sideways to Kojima. They don't like to read. They don't know how to read. How dare he write something that we can't consume so we can tell them how bad it is. We're going to get into our troll of the week coming sideways to Kojima. First troll says, pretentiousness, 9,180,928 out of 10. (laughs) Next troll says, he usually starts with half-naked, mentally ill girls and writes a plot around that. Mm. Damn, getting political. Next troll says, does the process include smelling his own farts? (laughs) Next troll, so it's a book about drugs. The only thing this book would be good for is if there's another TP shortage and you need something to wipe your ass
1: with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you up, roll up, roll up some weed inside <laughs> <at> the page. <laughs>
0: And that's a they'll be like, oh, you just gonna smoke yourself stupid with those bitches. <laughs>
1: Carve it open and put like a gun inside it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <And> shoot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Next show says, uh, oh, pretentious as fuck. <laughs> Next show says he needs to drop more content rather than feeding his self ego. Yeah, uh,
1: isn't this content? Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean last time I checked it when a <laughs> When an industry visionary puts out a book that gives you insight to their thought process, their early career, and how they went about the creation of some of their finest works, that is indeed content. It's content for those, those that create, yeah. for those who are themselves creators and trying to learn how to reach a higher level with their own content. -hmm. This is giving back to the industry. This is providing a service, a reference, a signpost along the road to the unattainable ideal of perfection. This is Kojima's contribution to the legacy of the gaming industry. So feeding his self-ego. It's interesting. So I mean a lot of people write books. So everybody's writing books for their (laughs) self-ego. It's just amazing how often pretentiousness and and the ego gets brought up when it's coaching up or when it's Neil Druckmann. But anybody else who does it, it's like, oh, it's cool. I'm going to read it. No, I'm going to do my book report. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it, it's ridiculous. Like a lot of this stuff is unfounded. Stuff such as this next troll who says, yeah, LOL, pass. He's a hack. Don't care what people say. Yeah. <laughs> Next role is just swinging for the fences. Jeff Keighley will hail this as the Bible.
1: Is this going to win game of the year?
0: <laughs>
1: book of the year? They like new, the, new, new last category. category.
0: <laughs> Best book of the year. Best video game book of the year. <laughs> Next role says, Kojima's narcissism has no bounds. Yeah. <laughs> no, homie, your hatred. Has no grounds. Next troll says, "Chapter one: Smelling my own farts." Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Why are dudes so into this smelling their own fart thing? Next troll says, "This dude would for sure marry himself." <laughs> I
1: like that these people have never been proud of anything that they've done in life, <laughs> or they wouldn't they would understand why why it's important to be proud of your creations <laughs> and your processes. <laughs>
0: It's, these are probably the kind of people who, like, they 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 took their father's job when their father retired and they, yeah. they never had any greater ambitions of their own. Yeah. So they don't understand what it's like to achieve and to create something that endures. Yeah. <laughs> They're just carrying the burden of dead people. Yeah. <laughs> not not uh,
1: smelling their own farts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Going to an aromatic. Uh, next show says at the end of each chapter slash section he'll subtly remind you that it's written and authored by Hideo Kojima yeah. just so you know we get that eroded <laughs> next show says this dude is such a clown <laughs> well he makes better balloon animals than you so you can shut the fuck up Next show says, I suspect his creative process involves a picture of himself, some moisturizer, and a box of tissues. (laughs) (laughs) Next show says, I don't know who's a bigger egomaniac, Conway, Kanye West, or Kojima. (laughs) Uh, Well, Kojima didn't marry a Kardashian and lose his goddamn mind, so I think Kojima's doing all right for himself. (laughs)
1: Seem to be divorced. Okay. Yeah.
0: Next, troll says, I'm guessing it will be quite short then, because all I can think he'll write about is that he's his own inspiration. But I suppose I could see him writing quite a lot about himself and his genius. Uh, yeah. Next, next troll. Next, troll. Chapter one I snored a shit ton of cocaine and watched Christopher Nolan movies. <laughs>
1: Is that is that every every so every uh, Metal Gear game was based off a Christopher Nolan movie? Yeah.
0: <laughs> gotta got get Christopher Nolan some awards yeah. there. Didn't Christopher Nolan like present in last year's awards? The
1: I feel like, awards? Yeah, I feel like
0: he had a section where he, he delivered a little speech yeah, expressing maybe. expressing his admiration and inspiration for the game
1: industry. Yeah, talking talking about how he how he plays a Hideo Kojima game before making a movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So now he's on the chopping block.
0: Next troll says, "I bet he has a fart cellar where he keeps his old vintage farts in jars for smelling purposes later." It's back. (laughs) Just farts, <laughs> fucking farts. Last this might be tr- my
1: favorite troll of the week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, it was easy. So. Last troll says, "Chapter one: How to be as pretentious as possible." Uh. Everybody got so such harsh feelings about Hideo Kojima. Nobody knows him. <laughs> He's pretentious. Oh, really? What conversation did you have with him where he gave off an air of pretentiousness? <laughs> like, where are you guys getting this from? It's just some dude who's celebrated for his work, who takes pride in his work, who tries to be creative and give us high-quality products that represent the best of his industry. And you guys write that off as pretentiousness. It's, it's very interesting to me that the people who are held in the highest regard and or create some of the most well-received games in the industry are always written off as being pretentious or up their own ass. Neil Druckmann, Hideo Kojima, kind of interesting here, don't you think? Nobody's Howard. <laughs> Todd Howard. Like, nope. <laughs> Nobody's talking shit about the guy who makes Nier Automata. Nobody's talking <laughs> shit about the motherfuckers who, who make Doom. Nobody's talking shit about Larian and the endless, like, greatest RPG of the generation accolades that they always get. Mm-hmm. You know, people talking shit about CD Projekt Red, waiting for them to slip up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just a one hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody takes shots at the king. Nobody ever hits. Same old tale, oldest time. Y'all trolls need to get a life. Try to make something of your own and put that out and see how see how each of you feel about your own offerings. Because I guarantee you, you will never put out anything on the level of what Adele Kojima has produced, and you'll never muster the courage to put it out into the public in the first place. Stay under your rocks. Troll the week. Uh. Uh. You
1: think think Kojima puts the covers over his own head after farting under the blankets?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he he keeps his head out but he just wafts it so that it comes out of the blanket.
1: (laughs) The only release is by his face. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: uh, uh, yes. I, I don't know what to say
1: and yet and yet people want pt more than anything at <laughs> all
0: i can't i can't transfer it to my ps5 yeah. <laughs> so she fucking on me PT, want to know what his next project is? There's <laughs> a whole lot of revisionist history going on with the Death Stranding reception. A lot of people speaking very highly of it now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm.
1: You know, actually,
0: <laughs> in, yeah. in retrospect, now that I got it for twenty bucks, yeah, <laughs> I can't say this is one of the better games. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man, you have any uh, other stories?
0: <laughs> I. Uh, Completely tapped out. My goodness. All
1: right. Well, do you have any final words before we get out of here?
0: (laughs) I mean, I think I said enough. You know, (laughs) (laughs) we got these vaccines rolling out. Hopefully, sometime by the end of the year, we'll go back to some semblance of normal. So, for my longtime gamers, you already know where the love is. For my new time gamers who just got into the got into the habit as a result of the pandemic, need somewhere for your mind to wander and escape to. I say, don't give up on gaming. When things go back to normal, just remember the good times it gave you and that it was there for you when you needed some.
1: List Control Issues, I am the AM. Control Issues. Thank you. For- so